Welcome to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, Reiki practitioner, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and ebooks. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. Remember my disclaimer, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and is not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, submit it on the podcast page at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join our Facebook group, Wellness Wellness Podcast Tribe. I'm so excited for you guys to hear today's episode because we are talking all about bee products. And if you follow me on social media or listen to this podcast in general, I'm sure you already know that I am obsessed with bee products. So I really wanted to have an episode all about their benefits so you can learn how to incorporate them into your own life. Because ever since I have been using them regularly, I feel amazing. I love them. I notice a difference and I know there are a lot of questions. So I thought we would just dive into all of that in this episode. Before we get into that though, just another reminder, if you haven't already gotten your ticket for the Wellness Realness Retreat, there are still a couple spots left. So snag that before it sells out. The retreat will be July 26th through July 28th right here in beautiful San Diego. I'm so excited for this year's retreat. Last year's retreat was one of the best weekends of my life. I had so much fun and I know all of the women who came really enjoyed it and I think it changed their lives a little bit. Wink, wink. So you definitely want to come to this one if you didn't get a chance to come to last year's. It's going to be the ultimate wellness weekend. We are going to get nutrient drips, vitamin shots, I recently added in some ionic foot baths, I believe. A little extra detox for anybody who wants it. We're going to get acupuncture. We are going to go hiking, do yoga. We will have group Reiki, lots of meditation, a lot of self-work and personal development and workshops on nutrition and health and amazing conversation, just hanging out with like-minded people. Of course, delicious food. We'll be eating some food from Parakeet Cafe. Peace Pies, Powerhouse Pizza, and Home Cooked Meal from Kelly Scott of Kelly's Clean Kitchen, who has been on this podcast a few times. She's the best paleo chef in all the land. I have declared it. This retreat is a steal for everything that you are getting. I made it that way because I want as many of you to come as possible, and I'm so excited about the group that's already signed up. So if you want to join in on an incredible group of ladies and have the best wellness weekend ever, make sure you snag your ticket. You can go to bit.ly slash wellnessrealness2019 to learn more. You can learn more about everything that's included and get your ticket there. Again, that's bit.ly slash wellnessrealness2019. Speaking of Reiki, don't forget if you want to book a session with me via distance, you can be from anywhere in the world or in person here in San Diego. You can just go to my website, slash services to apply to book. 
My website is also where you will find all things from me, my ebooks, my blog, all my recipes, and my membership site, which gives you access to exclusive blog posts, exclusive recipes, workouts, a Q&A section, and also my ebook, Paleo Basics, which has all my favorite everyday paleo recipes. That is the place to go if you are wondering about anything from me. Search my website if you ever want to find out if I have a podcast or a blog post about the topic that you're thinking of. I probably do. And if you're looking for my favorite products, you can go to my shop page and I have all of my discount codes there. But my website is just the hub of everything. And I've been talking more about this on social media recently, but just with how unreliable that is, if that's how you stay up to date, I highly recommend moving your energy elsewhere and I would pay attention to my website slash sign up for my newsletter list if you're not already on there. Every week I send out a recap of all my posts. I do put out a lot of content so it's an easy way to have everything in one place, see what I put out, and that way you will never miss a post or podcast that you are interested in. And then my last little update, I will talk more about this in the future, but I am going to run my Paleo Women Lifestyle Program one more time in July, so stay on the lookout for that. If you want to know when enrollment opens and more details, make sure on my newsletter list, and I will also be posting about it on social media, of course, and updating you here, but just so you don't miss it because people always tell me they missed out on enrollment or spots filled up before they could get there, and I'm like... You just, you got to pay attention to the emails. I'm going to tell you when it comes. And this is going to be the last round I run with the group coaching style. So this will be the last round I run of my program where I'm coaching you through it, where I'm accessible for the full five weeks and we get the live video coaching calls with me. So if you want in on that, this is going to be the round to join in on. You can learn more about the program at bit.ly slash paleowomenlifestyle or just go to the courses section on my website. All right, those are my updates for you. Let's talk about today's awesome guest, Carly Stein. She is amazing. Carly Stein is the founder and CEO of Beekeepers Naturals. I'm sure many of you are familiar with the wellness brand Beekeepers Naturals. BKN develops nutraceutical products from plant-based ingredients, and they are taking advantage of the powerful health benefits of bee products. They use powerful hive superfoods like royal jelly, propolis, and bee pollen in their products. And these products are amazing at combating a lot of different modern-day health issues like brain fog, stress support, immunity, and more. Carly left her job at Goldman Sachs to launch Beekeepers Naturals to become a beekeeper and she is so passionate about creating these products to really help people heal naturally from their different health struggles as well as advocating for the preservation of the global bee population. Not only are the products amazing, the company is incredible and has an amazing mission, but Carly herself is super inspiring and has an awesome story and she just kills it at business. She was actually recognized on the 2019 Forbes 30 under 30 list, which is so awesome. So she has a lot of cool knowledge to share and I know you guys are really going to enjoy learning all the things from Carly. After I had this conversation with her, I like tripled my dosage of propolis. I was already obsessed with it and now even more so. So watch out because you might do the same. 
And if after this episode you want to purchase more Beekeepers Naturals products, which you probably will, remember you can always go to beekeepersnaturals.com CRW and my discount code CRW will get you 15% off of all of those products. Again, that's beekeepersnaturals.com CRW. So now that you know a little bit more about what we will be chatting about today, let's go ahead and hop into this interview with Carly Stein. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've been so excited to chat with you about all things beekeepers naturals can you just start off by introducing yourself to my audience and let them know a little bit about you yes i am carly stein i'm the founder and ceo of beekeepers naturals and i am a beekeeper and a product formulator and just a health freak generally yeah that's a little bit about me (laughs) yeah and so okay let's start kind of at the beginning how did you like how did beekeepers naturals come about uh it's so interesting because beekeepers naturals is a company that was really never supposed to be a company it came and I kind of love that because it came from a really authentic organic place so how I really got into all of this and how I started beekeeping generally was I I have an autoimmune condition and Um, you know, like many of us. And how it really affects me is I have a really weak immune system, but I can't take antibiotics. I'm really reactive to antibiotics. And just most traditional medicine, like most of the stuff you would buy at CVS, cold and flu remedies, that sort of thing, I can't take that. So growing up, I was just constantly sick, um, but, you know, didn't have any real form of intervention. I didn't really have any way to cure myself because most because medicine would make me sicker. So that forced me to start really exploring the natural world. And I was really excited about the natural world. And I did a ton of reading and learned a lot and came across some really amazing things. But ultimately, what kept happening was I would end up spending time and money on sort of the latest and greatest superfoods that promised the world. And occasionally, I would have some success, but often it just nothing I was taking was powerful enough to really combat the chronic tonsillitis and strep throat I was dealing with, um, or it just didn't work at all. So I was really frustrated with the natural world, but also that was my only option. So um, still spending a lot of time there. And that continued all the way up until college. And when I was in college, I did a semester abroad, um, which I highly recommend for anyone considering it. Um, So I did a semester abroad and It was when I was in Italy that I ended up getting really sick. I had really severe tonsillitis, and it was so bad that I was going to have to come home because I couldn't breathe. And the problem is when you can't take antibiotics and you have a severe viral infection, you know, things can get dangerous pretty quickly. Um, And then also, you, you really have no course of intervention. I couldn't, normally, people with my level of tonsillitis would get their tonsils removed, but I couldn't do that because I can't take antibiotics. So I was going to have to come home, cut my exchange short, and I was just kind of not having it. I had I'd spent so much time out of school as a kid, and I was just constantly missing out on things because I was sick, and I just desperately wanted to stay out there and enjoy Europe. And I had busted my ass waitressing to get out there, and I really didn't want to have to come home. So I was looking for anything to cure me. I went into a pharmacy in Florence. And the proper, the um, the pharmacist took one look at me. She could see my cheeks were super inflamed. And she said, you need propolis. And I'd never heard of propolis before, despite, you know, all the research I'd done in the health world. Um, and so I was like, okay, sure, what's propolis? And she's like, it comes from the beads. And I was like, oh, so honey? And she's like, no, propolis. 
So I didn't know the bees did anything beyond honey at that time, but I was like, whatever, I'll take it. <laughs> this, this is, I'm in a pretty bad situation. It'd be hard for it to get worse. So I took, I bought this little um, black tincture of propolis. It had like really no branding on it or hardly any information. And I kind of blindly started using it. Um, I did some research on it, of course, and I learned, you know, propolis, it comes from plant and tree resins and the bees make it and it's immune boosting and anti-inflammatory and all this good stuff we can get into later. But I started taking this stuff and within about five days, I was pretty much better and I had never had that experience of recovery. So what happened for me was the propolis functioned in my body the way antibiotics do for normal people. And I was really able to make a full recovery. And so that was just kind of a game changing moment for me. I had really never had that experience. Um, and I was able to continue my semester abroad. And then when I was traveling around and Europe is so progressive with natural health. So, you know, they have all of these incredible superfoods all over the place. But as I was traveling around, I started seeing, um, ingestible beauty products with Royal jelly and bee pollen. You could get it on the, on top of your smoothie. When I was in Copenhagen, I did that. And then propolis was just super commonplace. So I was like, okay, Europeans are in on this. There's obviously some magic going on at the hive. I was using all of these different products, feeling better than ever. And I stopped taking a lot of the meds that I was on. And I had just kind of found what works for me. And I wasn't thinking about starting a company at all at that point. I was just like, okay, feeling good. I found my products and I'm, I have a newfound obsession for the bees. Um, so anyway, so I'm, I'm using these different products and then I come home at the end of my exchange to finish up my final semester at college. And of course, when midterms roll around, I got really sick. I, I got, you know, really sick with another throat issue and I didn't freak out as much because I was like, you know what, at this point, I know what I need. I just need some propolis. So I went to every health food store. Nobody had any idea what I was talking about. I finally found some organic propolis at a farmer's market. It was 40 bucks for a teeny tiny tincture. <laughs> and I took it and I had a really severe allergic reaction. Um, full body breakout in hives. It was really bad. And the nice thing about where I was at at that time in life is that I had, uh, I was a student. So I was doing a ton of chemistry courses. I had full access to the chem lab. So I just ran a chemical panel on the product I bought. And I figured out that despite being organic, this propolis had trace amounts of pesticides and all kinds of toxicity. And because I have such a sensitive system, I really reacted to it. So I was like, great, I found propolis, but I can't take it because it has a ton of chemicals in it. And I was also just sort of frustrated with the fact that I bought this expensive organic propolis and it exposed me to these chemicals. And that's kind of a reality of bee products because you can't put a leash on the bees. They'll fly to different areas. Mm -hmm. So the organic label doesn't tell you much and you kind of have to dig deeper. So I knew what I needed. I couldn't get access to it at the quality I needed it. So I just figured I would take matters into my own hands and just start beekeeping myself. So I got online. I looked up the local beekeeping association. I actually got in touch with a beekeeper who was keeping bees pretty much in the middle of nowhere. Um, I was in Victoria, uh, British Columbia, Canada, which was another benefit of the situation. But I met this guy who he's a third generation beekeeper and a retired biochemist. And he had moved from Romania to Canada to basically keep bees in a forest and manage some land and be a recluse. And of course, an annoying cheer cheerleader shows up at his doorstep, knocking. <sighs> um, so I started, I, I basically asked him if I could buy product from him and do some quality tests. And I did. And uh, because he was kind of in the middle of nowhere, there were no sort of agricultural crops around or other things growing. 
the, the product was super clean. So I knew I could take it. And then as I was around him, I, I just kind of fell in love with the bees and I basically became his apprentice. So I'd work for him for free, started off cleaning hive tools. And eventually he let me actually work with the bees. And my passion was just born. I mean, I had this incredible healing experience with the products, but then once I really worked with the bees and, um, just had, had that incredible experience, I, I was completely hooked and I started, you know, sharing it with roommates and friends. People thought I was insane, by the way. Now it's kind of cool to be a beekeeper. But at that time, when you're in college, people legitimately thought I was a crazy person. But I did it anyways. And so I started sharing these products with friends and roommates. And next thing you know, people were Facebook messaging me looking to purchase these different products. So I was like, okay, this is kind of exciting. It's it's not just me. This stuff works. And people are looking for natural alternatives to a lot of the cold and flu crap they're taking. So I had this sort of idea of starting a company, but as a college student, I was graduating and I got a job offer out of school at a hedge fund. And that seems to make a lot more sense to people than starting a bee product company. So I took that offer and sort of put my dream on a shelf. And I went to work and I spent about 10 months at a hedge fund and then 10 months in I was recruited by Goldman Sachs and I joined them as a trader. And it was while I was working in finance that I sort of had to lose myself and then refine myself. So I had this incredible job. I really loved working at Goldman for many reasons, and I, I learned a lot from that experience, but it just wasn't me. And I really didn't align with the team that I was on. And, you know, I just kind of felt inauthentic doing it, but I was hooked because I had this great on paper job. I was receiving more positive external feedback than ever. Um, and financially as well, I was really well supported, but it just felt wrong. And I ended up living in that inauthentic place, I ended up becoming kind of unhappy. And not to mention, I was working some pretty crazy hours. But more than anything, it was just doing something that's out of line with what I want and who I am. So anyways, I, I became quite unhappy. And I sat down and did the type took the type A approach to happiness, which is make a spreadsheet about it and try <laughs> to identify where you lost it. So I made a spreadsheet about happiness. And the things I kept coming back to were working with the bees and building products. And you know, I was going between New York and, and Toronto at that time. So keeping bees was not exactly something I could do. But I could order some equipment off Amazon and order or purchase some bee products from my mentor in British Columbia and make the stuff in my apartment. And I was like, you know what, I'll just do it as a hobby. It'll be fun. The same way you have, you sometimes have relatives who knit or bake and give you those gifts. I'll just be a, like the relative who does bee products. Um, so I start making all this stuff and I'm like rushing home from work to go play mad scientist with all of my bee products and I start making products and people are really responding to them. All of my friends who I'm gifting things to, and it gets to a point where I start selling them at farmer's markets and pop-ups and just anything I can do on the weekend or after work to get the products out there. And that was a really incredible time because before I knew it, I was doing a lot of consumer testing and really perfecting the product and getting great feedback. And I started getting these incredible stories from my early customers. I remember one woman writing in about her six-year-old son who had a, a chronic illness and um, propolis was the only thing that worked for him and, you know, didn't cause an adverse reaction. And he was able to get past cold and flu and he, he loves the taste and all this stuff. And I was just hearing from different people about how there really is a hole in the market when it comes to natural medicine. And, this stuff was working for them. So I just kind of set up a website and I'm still, I still was not calling it a business at this time. because I was too scared, but just kind of reacting to demand. And 
And then a distribution company approached me in Canada and we started selling in stores. And it got to a point where we were in 600 stores across Canada, including Whole Foods. And I was selling product online um, and living this crazy double life. And at that point, I was like, okay, I need to get over my fears here. Like, this is real. And I, I either go for this or I let my dreams kind of die. And I went for it. And that's kind of how the business was born. Wow. That is such an incredible story. Okay, I have so many questions. I want to go back to the beginning. So first of all, is there a name for the autoimmune disease that you struggle with? Yeah, so I have cirrhotic arthritis. And then with that, I just have a really weak immune system. And for me, antibiotics are really triggering. So anytime, if, if I'm in remission, I antibiotics will kick me out of it. Okay, gotcha. So, and then when you were in Italy and the propolis helped you, was that literally all you took? Yeah, I just took propolis and it literally it functioned for me the way antibiotics do for most people. It's a really, propolis is a really powerful antibacterial, antiviral, antimicrobial, anti-inflammatory substance. So it was what I needed to kick the virus. Okay, that's pretty amazing. I'm also curious, like this whole time, what was your, have you always been into health? Like what was your diet like? Yeah, I was always into health. At that time, I had, you know, just because of my illness, I grew up sort of managing that and doing my own reading because um, especially my surroundings growing up, people didn't know about naturopaths or that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that point, I was doing an anti-inflammatory diet and I was pretty careful and I was kind of doing those things and I was able to get um, everything into remission with that. But, you know, I would have sort of stress-induced outbreaks or when I had a really bad um, immune issue, I would. And I just really had chronic tonsillitis. And when I would get it, I didn't have any means of curing it. So I would have it for a while. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's the worst. I'm, so, okay. And then, so then you go and you try and get some um, here when you're back in, wait, was that in Canada or in the States that you got it here? That's in Canada. Okay. Yeah. I went to college in Canada. So I was out there. Okay. So, and you had access to, I just think it's so interesting when you tell me this, because I'm like, most people would not go to the chem lab and like run a panel, you know? Yeah, I was a TA for my chem class at the time, so I was like pretty in it. I feel like the universe set all this up for you. It feels like that looking back. I mean, at the time, I was just really doing things and going through the motion, and then also, it took me so long. It wasn't like I had this idea in college and I built a business. I had to go into mm-hmm. the workforce, you know, go through the experience of working in finance and working in a job that was great on paper, but just not right for me personally. Um, and I had to really find it. So, I mean, when I tell the story, the steps all kind of make sense, mm-hmm. but it, there was a lot of fumbling. Yeah. I just think it's cool to like look back and see how it all, like everything happens for a reason. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But I am, I would love for you to talk more about sort of quality and like that first initial experience, you run that panel and you find all the pesticides. Um, I mean, there are a lot of products out there on the market. So maybe you can illuminate things for the listeners in terms of what you're looking for in terms of quality and like more about how you're saying like that organic label doesn't really mean that much when it comes to bee products. Definitely. This is a really important subject, particularly for bee products, because there's just tons of misconceptions out there. And you know, the organic label is what we've got. Um, For a lot of things, it's great. For bee products, it's not really enough. So you have to think about it this way. So, you know, the bees aren't like livestock. You can't really fence them in and keep them there. So just because your bees live on certified organic land, which 
you know, if they're on certified organic land, that's how you get the certification on your honey or bee products that's organic. So just because your bees are on certified organic land, it doesn't mean they're going to stay there. You can't put a leash on the bees. They'll fly next door and the bees will forage for, you know, a five mile radius. Typically the organic radius is less than that. So if the bees fly next door and there's, you know, your neighbors are doing some dirty stuff, then the bees are going to get exposure to those chemicals. And especially it gets really hard in the U S because if you think about farmland and just agricultural areas in the U S it's really hard to find, you know, green areas that have a five mile surrounding radius of clean ground. So it's very, very tricky to actually get clean product. So what you have to do really, and what we do is we keep bees in different geographies that are compliant with our standards. So we like to work in different parts of the world. Um, We look at things like pesticide regulation. So Canada, for example, Ontario was the first place in North America to institute a partial ban on neonicotinoids. Um, Europe's really great. There's some really great areas in South America. So we kind of scour the globe for areas that meet our standards of sustainability. And then once we do that, we take all the raw product and we run a third-party pesticide test. So we are the only bee product company out there right now who practices third-party pesticide testing on all of our raw products. So that's how we can really guarantee that our products are clean and pure and you're not getting exposure to any sort of toxins. And the thing is, if you're not autoimmune or you're not super sensitive and you're buying a good quality honey and there's trace amounts of these different pesticides, it's not going to kill you. But I'm not going to make a product that I can't take every day. Mm-hmm. So for me, I just have to have that extra layer of care. And our customer base has really appreciated that. And then the other big reason for it is because we are so careful about um, pesticide proximity in our bees, from a sustainability standpoint, we're able to really work with bees in a different way and place them in areas where they're not exposed to the pesticides that are so harmful for them. And that's one of the big issues we're seeing with bees today is they're exposed to too many pesticides and toxins and you know, they're having some pretty serious uh, health effects because of that. I think also something that not many people know about, which I had no idea until I was kind of looking more into your company, was just how important bees are for our food supply. Oh, yeah. So maybe you could talk more about that. Yes, I definitely can. So bees pollinate one third of our food supply. So, you know, phrasing that another way, every third bite of food you take has been pollinated and is in existence by the because of the bees. So if we lose bees, we're going to have a major food crisis. So think about this, like almonds are 90 percent bee pollinated, apples, avocados, even coffee is partially bee pollinated. So many of the natural foods we love. And if we lose the bees, we'll have a much harder time growing those foods. So inflation increases and it becomes more expensive and more challenging to get access to these clean foods. And then over time, we really would have no means of growing them naturally without the bees. And then beyond just sort of our food supply, the bees pollinate many of the flowering plants that other creatures rely on. So for example, they pollinate clover and alfalfa that cattle graze on and things like that. So our entire food system and ecosystem would fall apart if we lost the bees. And why are they in such danger? Like, what are we doing? A lot of things. It's a lot. It's, you know, it's a confluence of factors. So, I mean, I'll start with kind of the obvious ones. Climate change is really challenging for the bees. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in cold, in cold places, the bees will hibernate. And with the sort of disruptive weather patterns, sometimes they'll come out of the hive early because it seems warm and then it will get cold and they'll freeze. So that's harsh. Another one is urbanization. There's just not as many green areas as there once was. Um, a big one is just our our modern farming practices. So 
one is monocropping. If you, and this makes sense financially, you know, you have like dedicated almond growers or blueberry growers, but it's not like the olden days where there used to be just, you know, plentiful different types of fruits and vegetables at one farm. And by the way, that's why buying honey or bee products from a 10 mile radius no longer really makes sense. Uh, Because the whole logic there is that you're exposing yourself to local foliage. And now the way our cropping is structured, you're usually just exposing yourself to monocrops if it's a 10 mile radius from where you live. Not always, but just something to kind of consider. You're Mm. much better off buying sustainably sourced clean bee products than just something that's close by. But anyway, so monocropping is a practice that's kind of harmful because what happens there is only one crop type is planted and there's one bloom period. So during that bloom period, the bees have tons to eat. They don't have a varied diet at all, but they do have tons to eat. And then after that bloom period, it's kind of a wasteland. The biggest one, in my opinion, um, and something that we should all be really conscious of is pesticides. So in DDT, so in um, 2006, DDT was taken out of the game, and it was replaced with a substance called neonicotinoids. And neonicotinoids is the most common class of pesticides used now, and they have really negative neuroactive effects for the bees. So it's pretty harmful. We also don't know what neonics are doing to us long term, so something to think about. But pesticides is a major culprit here. Yeah. And with many things, it's so, it's so sad. Well, I, I do want to talk more about like being a beekeeper and like what's, the, what that's like. I have no idea what that is like. So what are you doing as a beekeeper? Yeah. So these days I don't get to do tons of beekeeping. I still, it's still my hobby and passion. So when I can get out there, I do. Um, it's, you know, a little bit different now as the business has evolved and mm-hmm. <laughs> that just happens. But I, I will always love beekeeping and I, I do kind of get out there on weekends and try and do some hobbyist stuff. But beekeeping, it's a really beautiful practice. You know, it's definitely not for everyone. It, it is a commitment to take care of bees. For me, taking care of bees is, is, you know, it's like having a pet. I treat I treat my bees the way I would treat like a dog or cat um, with a lot of love. So you have to manage them. But they're also not as high maintenance as you think. Um, you know, you just have to kind of check on your hives, set it up. And one, it's really beautiful because they'll help to pollinate all of the different things that grow in your garden. If we're talking about hobbyist beekeeping, but two, it's really amazing because of course you get some honey and some bee products. And so basically it's just tending to the bees and caring for them. So like, what does that mean though, when you're tending to them? Like, what are you doing? So, so little things like you would, so have you ever seen like hive boxes? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's different types of hives, but the bees would live in that. Um, Opening the hive and checking in on them is a lot of the work. And then um, harvesting the frames of honey. So they're constantly working. They're constantly collecting floral nectar, turning it into honey. And at different points in time, you take those frames out because they fill up the honeycomb. You uncap it, let the honey drip out, and then you would put in some some new frames for them. We're going to take a brief pause from the bees for a second to talk about another one of my favorite natural remedies, and that is Four Sigmatic Mushrooms. Honestly, you guys, food, nature, so cool because nature literally provides us with everything we need to help heal naturally. And it can be so powerful to tap into these natural remedies to really enhance your life, and Four Sigmatic is just another example of that. Four Sigmatic's mission is to popularize mushroom consumption 
Because there's a whole kingdom of mushrooms out there beyond the typical portobello, all with a ton of incredible health benefits for immunity, energy, longevity, cognition, stress management, and more. And these have all been studied for centuries. And they've been used in a wide variety of cultures for many different reasons. So there's definitely something to this. There's a reason why the power of functional mushrooms has stuck for so long and why so many people have used them for different reasons. So we're talking about functional mushrooms like reishi, chaga, cordyceps, and lion's mane, and then superfoods and adaptogens like rhodiola, schizandra, and more. Four Sigmatic makes drinking mushrooms and superfoods delicious and easy to do with their mushroom coffees, mushroom superfood blends, and mushroom elixirs. They have tins for at-home use as well as single-serve packets, which are really convenient for carrying around. I always bring them with me when I'm traveling. I seriously cannot live without this stuff. And all you have to do is pour the little packet it's like a powder into a cup of hot water or you could pour it into a cup of warm nut milk or mix it into a smoothie and shake and consume it that way they're really easy to use they taste delicious and they're highly effective you're getting 500 to 1500 milligrams of dual extracted mushrooms per serving this is the most potent product on the market you're also getting really high quality ingredients so all of their products are made from wildcrafted or law-grown and certified organic mushrooms. They're also tested for pesticides, heavy metals, irradiation, mycotoxins, and more. As a healthcare practitioner and as someone who has struggled with a lot of health issues, including heavy metals toxicity, this is really important for me and something that truly everyone should pay attention to. Quality is key. So let's talk about some of my favorite Four Sigmatic products. The first is Cordyceps. This is amazing for natural energy and performance. Cordyceps is an adaptogen. It's not a stimulant. So it'll give you energy without that spike and crash like caffeine. I don't do super well with caffeine, so Cordyceps is a great alternative to that for me. I feel amazing when I drink it, and I drink it most days. This is also great for athletes out there if you want to enhance your performance, if you work out. Cordyceps is a great mushroom elixir to drink around your workout. Another daily staple is my reishi mushroom elixir mix. This is amazing for stress reduction and helping to support your sleep. If you have stress, if you have trouble sleeping, reishi mushroom can really help you relax and get a good night's sleep. I recommend drinking this a couple hours before bed or during a stressful day. It'll just really help calm you down so you can catch some Z's. I love this stuff and truly cannot live without it. It's my favorite nightcap. Also, hack with the reishi, so delicious. If you just put a little bit of the Beekeepers Naturals CBD honey in there, whoa, whoa, you will pass out in the best way possible. Best sleep of your life. I learned that hack when I was at Paleo FX because I was talking to Daniel from Beekeepers Naturals and Ari from Four Sigmatic both at the same time, and they were like, you need to try this combo. It is epic, and I did, and I agree. I also love the chaga. This is amazing for antioxidants. This was the first Four Sigmatic product that I fell in love with. I found it in college and it just made me feel amazing. And I found it when I was really struggling with my health and I needed some extra immune support and the chaga gave me that. Chaga mushroom is called the king of the mushrooms for a reason. I recommend drinking it in the morning, especially during flu season to start your day off right, support your immune system. Also this time of year, I don't know what it is. It's like everyone's getting sick. I think because people are relaxing and then your immune system catches up to you. So anytime I feel like I'm about to get sick or I'm extra stressed and I need extra immune support, I will up my chaga consumption. This has also been used in different cultures to help regulate appetite. 
And then we have their Lion's Mane Mushroom Elixir Mix. This is great for supporting your brain and nervous system. It's an all-natural cognitive enhancer that's been shown to support memory and concentration. If you're a student, this will help you study. If you work a job where you need to read or write or concentrate, which most people do, then I highly recommend checking out the Lion's Mane. If you do want coffee, definitely check out their mushroom coffee mixes. This is the only coffee I can drink that doesn't make me fly off the walls and I can still sleep that same night um, because I'm super, super affected by caffeine. But the mushroom coffee mixes from Four Sigmatic are amazing because it's coffee without the jitters. It's going to give you balanced stimulation because their coffee is mixed with these functional mushrooms like Cordyceps and Chaga or Lion's Mane and Chaga. All you have to do is add hot water and stir. So this is also great if you travel a lot and like your morning coffee, check out the mushroom coffee mix. And of course, their mushroom hot cacao mix. If you're a hot chocolate kind of person like me, check out their mushroom hot cacao that contains reishi. It is amazing for right before bed because you can get that hot chocolate in and still get a good night's sleep. And it's not too sweet. It's like the perfect balance of chocolatey sweetness. If you have an adjusted palate, as I do, and you don't like things that are super sweet, you will love this. They also have a brand new superfood protein. If you're looking for a protein powder that isn't flavored, I recommend checking this one out. It's great because it contains a blend of pea protein, hemp protein, chia protein, pumpkin protein, and coconut powder as well as adaptogens like ashwagandha, cordyceps, lion's mane, reishi, turkey tail, and chaga, so you can get all of those into your morning smoothie if you use a protein powder. And of course, their latte mixes are amazing. I love their golden latte mix with shiitake and turmeric. If you love golden milk, this is for you. Also check out their chai latte with turkey tail and reishi. It's incredible. And their mushroom matcha latte. If you love a good matcha latte, this is so delicious. And I just love these because again, they're in packets. All you do is add hot water and you're good to go. Great to bring to work. Great to bring on travel. I always have these in my bag and I love knowing that I can drink something that tastes delicious and also gives me health benefits. So if you are ready to try out some Four Sigmatic products or you need to restock, just go to foursigmatic.com slash CRW and use my discount code CRW for 15% off. Again, that's foursigmatic.com, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash CRW, and my discount code CRW will get you 15% off. But let's keep talking about adaptogens and natural remedies. Let's hop right back into this conversation with Carly Stein, all about the power of bee products. While we're talking about honey, I mean, I think most people associate bees with honey, but, you know, your line has so many other things. There's royal jelly, there's propolis, there's bee pollen. Like, where are all those different things coming from? Like, where does the propolis come from? Great question. Yeah, we go far beyond honey um, when it comes to our bees. Honey is awesome, but there's a lot of other really powerful medicinal uh, ingredients in the beehive. So I'll start with propolis. Um, I'll start with propolis because propolis is my favorite and it's the product that really changed my health. So here's how I like to break it down. Honey comes from floral nectars, whereas propolis comes from plant and tree resins. And honey, you can think of as the bee's energy source, their carbs, their food, whereas propolis is much more their medicine. So propolis, the base ingredient, it's plant and tree resin. So it's a little more adaptogenic in nature. And the bees will collect these plant and tree resins and sort of saps 
and put it through their enzymatic process. And then they get this sticky substance called propolis. And then how they use it in the hive is also really unique. So remember, honey is kind of their, their carbs, their source of fuel, their food. Propolis, how they use it is they really use it as their medicine or the building blocks of their immune system. So once they make propolis, they take it and they line the entire hive to keep it germ-free. They'll line the inside of the cell walls to create a sterile environment for newborns. And they even have a propolis mat at the front entrance of the hive. And one really interesting propolis fact is, let's say a predator gets into the hive like a mouse. The bees can sting the mouse and kill it, but they can't physically carry a dead mouse out of the hive. They can't pick it up and get it out of there. And just like with humans, if there's a decaying creature in our living room, it would make us really sick. So what they do is they mummify the mouse in propolis, and propolis is that powerful of an antibacterial, antimicrobial protective substance that it insulates the entire hive from this decaying animal in their living room. Oh my god, that's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty wild. The cool thing about propolis too, you know, I know we're not really familiar with it in North America, so it sounds like I discovered this like wonderful healing superfood, but I really didn't. I just stumbled upon something that's kind of like ancient wisdom. Uh So the first recorded human use of propolis dates back to 300 BC. We've been using it as medicine kind of before we had traditional medicine. And, um, you know, in the 17th century in the London Pharmacopedia, it was listed as an official drug. So we have a really longstanding history across cultures And it's really effective for boosting your immune system, for fighting off a bug. Um, And then it also has over 300 beneficial compounds. It's super high in flavonoids and antioxidants. And it's really great for the gut. It helps actually with things like colitis or leaky gut. It helps to strengthen the junctures in the intestinal wall. Um, And it's really great for intestinal inflammation. And then it's also really good for candida. It contains a compound called pinocembrin, which acts as a fungicide in your body. Wow. Okay. I wish I had. So, you know, what's funny is like when you first started this, you had messaged me on Instagram asking if I wanted to try these products. It was like, I think it was like your original packaging or something. And I was (laughs) like, I can't, I have candida. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people think that. So our propolis, it tastes sweet. There's non-GMO vegetable glycerin in it. And then propolis has a nice taste too but there's actually zero grams of sugar in it. So it's really great with the candida protocol, one, to just kind of address the fungal issue, mm-hmm. but two, to reduce the inflammation in your intestinal tract. And then, yeah, the other thing, like a lot of people do think it's a bee product company. It must be really full of sugar and honey. And yeah, we definitely have some honey-based products like Bee Powered, but a lot of our products are actually keto. And, you know, the different the different things that come from the hive, like propolis and royal jelly, those have you know, very low sugar content um, and are actually really great for people who are trying to avoid sweets. Yeah. With propolis, is it possible to like overdose on it? So not really. First of all, if it was, I would have already played. <laughs> I, I really use it every day. And I was just telling you before we started recording that I'm traveling today mm-hmm. and um, I will not get on a plane without propolis. And I'm, I literally spray the entire time I'm in the air. One, because like bacteria, it's, planes are just like a breeding ground for bacteria Uh but two because of all the radiation I really like to use propolis to kind of insulate my body and you know give me some more antioxidants to help fight off the oxidative stress Uh so you can spray it a lot but to technically answer your question um we did toxicity testing with propolis and it's equivalent to drinking 200 bottles and that's if you're a size of a rat (laughs) 
so <laughs> you're good. Okay, okay, good. I love the taste. Like I could, I mean, I could drink a bottle easily, um, but I don't. So that's good to know. Um, and I've I'm, actually seen people take the cap off and drink it. It was really, um, <laughs> you know, the brand Four Sigmatic. Yeah. One of the founders, I gave him, we're friends with them. One of the founders took the bottle off and just drank it. And I was like, you know, you can spray it. He's like, no, in Finland, you just drink propolis. <laughs> That's amazing. Honestly, I might try that. It, it tastes so good. Well, I'm curious, like, I mean, yours is a spray. Why is it in this spray form? Is there like a particular reason? Yeah. So we did the spray form because for me, I was struggling with chronic throat issues Mm -hmm. and a spray bottle was really easy for me to kind of target the area. I didn't love the droppers. Um, With the spray, you can still mix it into water. We have a lot of parents who, to give propolis to their kids, they'll spray it into water or juice. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, with the spray, you kind of control your dose. You can hit the back of your throat and then it's just really easy for on the go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you were like in college and like making your propolis product at the beginning what exactly were you like toying with so the main thing I was toying with in the early days was the extraction process a lot of the a lot of the propolis that I used in Europe it was alcohol based and that's fine but you know ours right now it's it's in a glycerin base so it has like a nice flavor it's smooth you can use it for sort of its anti-inflammatory effects, but if it's in an alcohol base, it tastes like vodka shots. Uh. Um, so I basically wanted to do an extraction without alcohol and see if that worked. And what I did was I evaporated the alcohol out and then just um, put the extract in a vegetable glycerin base. Okay. Of gotcha. course, non-GMO pure vegetable <laughs> glycerin. <laughs> of course. Okay. I want to talk about some of the other products. So what about, tell people about Royal Jelly. Yes. Also love Royal Jelly. So we have Royal Jelly in our Be Powered, which is a superfood honey formula. And then we also have it in our Belixir Brain Shots. I'll talk about the Belixir Brain Shots because I'm literally about to take one. Um, So Belixir, well, actually, I'll just start with Royal Jelly. So we talked about how propolis and honey are used in the hive. Propolis is the medicine and the building blocks of the immune system. Honey is the carbs and energy source. Royal jelly, you can really think of as the hive superfood. So what royal jelly is used for in the hive, it's the food of the queen. So for newborn baby bees in the first three days of of development, all newborns are given royal jelly. And then after three days are transitioned off of it onto a more typical diet of honey and pollen. Um, And only the bee who's to become the queen stays on her exclusive royal jelly diet. And then if you just look at how the queen evolves versus regular bees, it's pretty remarkable. So the queen will live three to five years versus a regular bee who lives six to eight weeks during foraging season. The queen will lay up to 1,500 babies a day versus regular female worker bees who don't have reproductive organs. And the queen's just way more robust. So it's obviously working some magic in nature. Uh But then for humans, we have a lot of incredible research on it. So anecdotally, it's also, you know, bee products, again, they're not new. Um, anecdotally, royal jelly has been used across cultures for different things. A lot of people in traditional Chinese medicine, it's typically used as a fertility tonic or a hormone balancer. We have, we have a bunch of um, TCM practitioners that the first thing they do when they take women off birth control is put them on a teaspoon of bee powered every day. So that's just been kind of interesting to see. Royal jelly is really well known for its anti-aging properties. It's really high in antioxidants and fatty acids, um, all kinds of vitamins and minerals. But if you look at Western science, a lot of the focus has been on royal jelly's effects for the brain, and it's pretty amazing its effects on the brain. So 
A study came out of University of Warsaw that found that regular consumption of royal jelly actually improves your spatial reasoning. So we have a ton of athletes who use it for that. Really great for people struggling with concussion symptoms. And then the the reason royal jelly really works on a neurological level is because royal jelly is really high in acetylcholine. And acetylcholine is a neurotransmitter responsible for communication, basically sending signals from your brain to body. So you can think of royal jelly as having the ability to speed up your transmission system and just naturally support it. And then the other kind of silver bullets with royal jelly, it contains two compounds that are actually only naturally occurring in royal jelly. And those two compounds are um, AMPN1 oxide and um, 10-HDA. And so these are two fatty acids and they are really powerful for the brain. They promote brain-derived neutrophic factor, BDNF, and they act as catalysts for neurogenesis. So they literally help your brain to create new clean neurons. So just for anybody, we, we don't realize how much damage stress does to our brain. So I think we could all really use some royal jelly, but then we have a lot of customers who use it, like I said, for concussion sim- uh, symptoms. And one is because it will help with the spatial reason reasoning, so it helps with the symptoms, but also it's really great for healing. So, you know, because it's actually helping your brain to create new neurons and supporting it in a natural way, um, it's a really great thing to include. And then we also have people in the aging population who use our Belixir shots to just help reduce their odds of neurodegenerative conditions. And then we have a ton of young professionals, a lot of people kind of coming off the whole Adderall epidemic who are looking for something natural that's going to support their brain, but not deplete their brain. And that's why it's a really nice formula. So in the Belixir product, we have the royal jelly, but we also have two plant-based substances. One of them is um, uh, Bacopa monnieri, which is a leaf traditionally used in Ayurvedic medicine. It's an adaptogen, and it's really great for improving memory as well. It's also uh, a neurodetoxifier. So if you're exposed to mold or any of that, it can be really great to help sort of wash it out. And then Ginkgo biloba, which most people are familiar with. It's um, It comes from a tree. And ginkgo is awesome for neurocirculation and preventing inflammation. And it's also an adaptogen. So that's our Belixir shot formula. But royal jelly, I use it. I use it daily for focused memory concentration. I'm like constantly changing time zones, constantly traveling. So I really rely on it for jet lag. It's also great because I try to limit my caffeine because, you know, with the time zone changing, it can get Uh out of control pretty quickly. And so royal jelly supports your energy levels naturally. It gives you a kind of nice boost without spiking and making you go crazy. And it also has so many other benefits for your body. Yeah, so why do, because the royal jelly is in the B-powered and the B-lixer, but why not just a plain royal jelly? Um, Because it tastes really bad. (laughs) Oh, it does. What does it taste like? Yeah, it's like super sour tasting. It's also... In other formats, it can be kind of hard to store. So it's naturally preserved in our raw honey. And then um, it's like lyophilized and then added into our Belixir. But just on its own, you would have to keep it in the freezer. It tastes really, really bad. And then also the formulas we've done it with, our Belixir brain shots, it's just a really powerful blend of brain herbs. And that product actually came about, again, sort of by accident, It was just a formula I put together for my best friend when he had a really severe concussion. So my best friend, Daniel, who is now our COO, um, at the time he was a young lawyer and he went on a ski trip and knocked himself unconscious. And I put together this brain formula for him just because I was freaking out about my best friend's brain. And he also played hockey in college. So he had a real aggressive concussion history. So I put him on this natural formula that had royal jelly, bacopamonieri, and um, ginkgo. 
And because of his concussion history in college, he had all of his biomarkers tested and we were able to put him on the formula and track his recovery. And it was his worst concussion and his best recovery. So it was only after that that we decided to build a product. Wow. So that was sort of the genesis of Belixir. And after that, I started testing it on non-concussed brains, on myself, on, you know, my friends who were coming off Adderall, that sort of thing. And that was the birth of that product. And then in the Be Powered, Be Powered is just a superfood honey. So it has all the different um, all the different superfoods from the beehive in medicinal grade dosages in one honey. So that's kind of for people who want an all-in-one or who want, you know, to add honey to their smoothies or use it in baking, but they want more benefits from it. And so in that formula in one teaspoon, by the way, you know, for people who do try the bee powered, I know it looks like, I know it's honey and it tastes delicious, but be careful with it. It is medicinal grade dosages. So it's not the sort of thing you want to be like scooping from the jar or having a couple tablespoons. It's the sort of thing where like a teaspoon is good, max a few teaspoons. Um, but anyways, so in one teaspoon, you've got 745 milligrams of royal jelly, 532 milligrams of pollen, and 43 milligrams of propolis. So pretty heavy-hitting formula. Yeah. Well, so with the Beelixir, okay, that's such a cool story, first of all. I did not know any of that. Um, but for someone who is overcoming a brain injury or coming off Adderall, would, there, would you recommend a different dosage than just your everyday person who wants to like boost their brain function? For sure. So I'm a big believer in high potency formulas with short ingredient lists. I hate when I buy products and it's like 200 ingredients and then you actually look at it and there's not enough of any one active ingredient to actually move the needle for your health. Mm -hmm. So that's why our Belixir formula, it's, you know, we're dealing in the three to 500 milligrams per active ingredient and there's only three that really go together well, as, uh, which is another thing that's important to consider when you're buying these kind of broad formulas is how everything works together. Uh-huh. But anyways, so we build our formulas super high potency. And we do that because we know everybody has a different metabolism. Everyone's, you know, it depends on what you ate that day. It depends on what else you're taking. So we really encourage people to kind of find what works for them. We have a ton of customers that do half a vial a day. By the way, also, we have people who take it every day. I'm one of them. We also have people who take it before exams, before big meetings, use it for jet lag. It's not something you have to take daily. Um, it's just, you know, for a lot of people, it's when they need a brain boost or for people, you know, recovering from a concussion, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, for me, I do it every day and I do half a vial a day. And then if I have a really crazy day or I'm super jet lagged and I'm like getting off the plane and going to a meeting, I'll do a full vial. And one little life hack is Copamonieri's fat soluble. So if you want to really kick it up, it's great to take with a fat source. Sometimes I'll take it with some little magas. I'll take it with a bulletproof coffee. Um, I'll take it with food. And the other thing too is, and this, you know, is pretty typical when you're dealing with natural products. You will definitely feel it. Typically people feel it within 20 minutes and people describe it as kind of a cutting through the fog. <laughs> um, it's just, yeah, which, which I think is pretty accurate. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's not with coffee or other kind of drugs. Yeah. No, I would agree. Yeah. No, tell me how you like it. No, I love it. Like, I mean, when I first tried it, I was kind of nervous. <laughs> I was getting <kind> of nervous <laughs> at first. So I was like, I don't know how powerful this is, but I did half a vial at first and I just felt like a light switch went on. 
And I don't do well with caffeine, so I try and like I try and save caffeine for like twice a year if I really need to because when I take caffeine, I'm awake for like three days. I have a super (laughs) low tolerance. Um, but like that's why I love that because I could take it and like still go to sleep. Um, so it's not not like with caffeine, I feel like I'm out of control. But this just like turned my brain on. Yeah, that is definitely how I feel as well. And that's the nice thing about B products generally is they're highly enzymatic, so they tend to work with your body not kind of against it, like, you know, caffeine or some of the other things that we expose ourselves to. Yeah. But I really, I think that I love about Be Powered is I love that it's a neuroprotective agent. I love that it's an adaptogen. Sorry, not Be Powered. I think I love about Be Elixir. Be Powered is all those things too, but I'm talking about Be Elixir. Um, A lot of the times when you deal with nootropics, they're more for kind of like the in the moment effect versus this formula. It's built to definitely help you focus sort of turn that light switch on in the moment but it's also built to leave you with a brain that's net healthier once you've taken it oh okay so so there are so you are going to feel it immediately but like there are more benefits if you're taking all this consistently yeah and 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 consistently does not have to mean every day it can mean a few times a week Mm -hmm. um what we see with people struggling with really bad concussions or with you know some of the athletes we we have as customers is after a concussion or after an injury, they'll use it, they'll do like half a vial daily, and then they'll slowly wind down and they'll move it down to like, you know, four or five days a week. We have tons of customers who use it during the work week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's great. And it's just, it really is. It's a high potency formula. So it really is what works for you. Okay, cool. Well, let's move into bee pollen and why that's so amazing. Mm-hmm. So Bee pollen's another one. I see people kind of like dumping it on their smoothie bowls and I know it looks really pretty, but if you're using the Beekeepers Naturals bee pollen, that's probably too much because our formula is raw Uh and so it's going to be a little bit more potent. We also use wildflower pollen. A lot of pollen comes from monocrops and often, unfortunately, comes from things like corn and soy. So just like little things to consider with the pollen you're purchasing and it's really great if you could have a conversation with the beekeeper if you're purchasing it at a farmer's market just ask the beekeeper where the pollen is coming from and all that stuff but the health benefits of pollen and how it works in the hive so pollen is the bees protein source it's literally you know honey is kind of their carbs pollen's their protein and it's really interesting because pollen actually has more protein per weight than any animal source you know that's per weight pollen's small but it's mm-hmm. really powerful and really nutritive and so the bees will kind of use it as fuel and then for humans again it can be used in the same way it's I like to think of pollen as sort of nature's multivitamin. So, you know, when I am traveling, when I'm feeling a little depleted, um, I take a teaspoon of pollen a day and I do that instead of a multivitamin. And the other thing I love about pollen, there's actually a really cool study and it looked at its effects on endurance. And bee pollen really increases your endurance because it helps to increase blood hemoglobin values. So it helps to basically oxygenate the tissues. So awesome thing to take pre-workout and then it's got all the proteins and BCAAs and Um, enzymes and vitamins and minerals so also really great after a workout and how I use pollen is I mean I use pollen on literally everything Um, I use it the same way people use like chia seeds or flax seeds I sprinkle it on top of salads smoothies granola Uh, I put it inside um, sandwiches like pb and j's I'll put some pollen in I do that for my little brother all the time to sneak pollen Um, yeah or I'll put it in my smoothie of course yeah and with pollen have you seen any studies on, like, its effects on hormones? I haven't. I, I I haven't really heard of anything there. The thing is, with all this natural stuff, we're still in the early days of getting some really hard science here. Because mm-hmm. research grants just tend to go elsewhere. 
So I've seen more studies on hormonal stuff related to royal jelly. Okay. As like it balances them out basically. Mm-hmm. Also, um, really great for fertility. There was a study and it's interesting because most fertility studies really focus on women. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did see a fertility related study that was focused on men with royal jelly. And it basically found that with royal jelly, it increases um, sperm on all levels. So like maturation, viability, uh, it just basically made the sperm much healthier. Interesting. Well, I was just going on a rant on Instagram about male infertility issues. So people, if you're listening, <laughs> add that in. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about the most obvious, which would be honey. In case people aren't familiar with the health benefits of honey. Yeah. So I kind of, I, I really focus on the other bee products because they're so cool and they just have like so many medicinal effects, but honey's amazing too. And I don't want to completely lose sight of that. So honey, it's, you know, as I said, it's the bees carb source, their energy source, their fuel. And for us, honey is really high in antioxidants. It has, you know, a little bit of antiviral effects. Um, but the main thing that I love to use honey for, and this is like kind of a life hack that people don't know about is honey is actually really great for rest and relaxation. So when you take honey, it causes a slow, steady spike in insulin, which allows the tryptophan to cross the blood-brain barrier. And then it's converted into serotonin and then in the dark, melatonin. So honey helps you to produce melatonin um, if you take it before bed. And then it can also be really great to take before bed because um, if your glycogen stores are depleted, then what can happen is your brain will basically wake you up in a crisis search for fuel and you won't sleep through the night. And that's pretty typical, um, often seen with aging women. And so when you have honey, it stocks the glycogen stores in the liver and it helps you sleep through the night. So honey is really great for chilling out. And that's why we made our Be Chill line as well, where we added the CBD. Yeah. Um, and I think I think with honey, though, a lot of people, I mean, explain to you what they're looking for in honey, because people just go to the store. And I mean, the honey aisle is uh, crazy. And I remember yes. like in college, I used to think I was healthy and I would go to like the student store and get that honey that looked like a bear. Um, mm-hmm. and, and God only knows what that was. Um, so can you explain in terms of like quality of honey, what people need to be looking for? Definitely. Okay. This is a big one. Not all honey is created equally at all. So that bear you were eating, um, one, it's pasteurized. So raw honey, of you want to make sure, yeah. <laughs> so you want to make sure that the honey you're buying is raw and unpasteurized. Um, the process of pasteurization basically heats the honey to such a high degree that all the nutrients are cooked out and it becomes sugar water. And people do that so it stays liquidy, so you know people can squeeze it out of the bear over time. But you really, you know, if your honey hardens or your honey gets crusty, that's actually natural and totally fine. That does not mean it's bad. It does not mean you should throw that out or you need new honey. So that's first off. And if the crystallization bothers you, you can always put the jar of honey in some in a pot of boiling water to soften it. That's not going to pasteurize it. Pasteurization happens when you literally cook it. So raw and unpasteurized is really important. And by the way, I've heard people come to me and they're like, okay, yeah, but my honey was like looking really hard and crusty. So I threw it out. Okay. Honey is the only food on the planet that literally never expires. So even if your honey is kind of really crystallized and looking a bit rough like that, it's still totally fine. They've actually found honey in Egyptian tombs that was still nutritionally intact. So, you know, it's also, yeah, also a really good apocalypse food. Um, But yeah, honey, honey, you really want to make sure it's run and pasteurized. The other thing too, 
So because of everything that's happening with the bees, um, you know, we're losing the bees because of all the different factors we talked about. The beekeeping industry has really changed. So these days it's much more lucrative for a beekeeper to work in commercial pollination because there's just not enough bees to pollinate crops. So here's how it works. Almond yields, for example, we all love our almond milk. We all love almonds. Um, consumption for almonds has gone up, but crop yields have gone down because we're losing the bees. So what people who own almond orchards will, will do is they'll literally pay beekeepers to come kind of truck their bees from wherever they are in the U.S. and bring them over to California during the February almond bloom. Um, and they're let loose to pollinate and then they're, you know, brought back and taken home to wherever they are. And, you know, that can be done carefully for sure. I don't want to say that that practice in itself is, you know, single-handedly destroying bees. But it's often not done with care. Often what happens is bees are sort of stuck on the back of a truck. They're, sh they're shipped over to wherever. They're let loose to pollinate. Sometimes literally while they're pollinating, um, people will be spraying pesticides, which is really terrible and makes me, a, like, I can go on a rant about that. Um, but anyway, so because the beekeeping industry has changed and the people who traditionally just kind of keep bees and then sell their products to companies like mine or, you know, sell them, uh, farmers markets they make much more money in commercial pollination so even the farmers market stuff you're buying a lot of those people work in commercial pollination and what ends up happening is people will then uh, source bee products from china and so they'll buy these products from china and shift over to the u.s label on it and how it works per regulation is that if you label the product on u.s soil you can say product of usa so it could be coming from China. It could have no quality control. But if the sticker was put on on U.S. grounds, it's totally kosher to say product of USA. Wow. So a lot of the honey we're getting, it's stuff that's been sort of shipped over from different places where there isn't quality control in the same way that we would have here. And then the other thing is that because so many beekeepers, you know, work in commercial pollination and because the industry has really changed, um, there's really just not as many people selling honey in that way. So a lot of the honey that you see in the supermarket, it's mixed with fructose, corn syrup, um, a bunch of other junk. Wow. A lot to take into consideration. So basically just buy BKN. <laughs> I mean, I'm a big fan of buying BKN, but you know, you can also talk to, you know, have a conversation with the beekeeper at your farmer's market, see what they're up to. I mean, I don't know if people are going to come out and tell you that they source from China, but yeah, probably not. to really think about. And then for people who want to know the realities of this, there's actually a really good docu-series on Netflix. It's called Rotten. And the first episode is literally all about the fucked up corrupt world, corrupt world of honey Interesting. <laughs> and what's going on there. And I think it's, if you do eat honey, it's a really important thing to watch um, just so you know the realities of what you're getting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I also want to clear up the allergy issue. Um, so first of all, if someone, <laughs> you asked me this, if someone is allergic to like bee stings, would they be allergic to these products? Not necessarily. So what I say for people who are severely allergic to bee stings, first of all, bee venom is a completely different substance. So you can be allergic, you can be like pretty badly allergic to bee venom and totally fine with honey pollen propolis um but you know allergies are really case specific so for people with allergies do a patch test spray it on your skin see how your body reacts and just be sort of careful with it do a little bit at a time 
but we have tons of customers who have severe allergies to bee stings. We actually have someone on our team who's like that, who, um, it was, he's severely allergic to bee stings. So when I took him beekeeping, we were like, so careful and had the EpiPen in the pocket constantly. Oh my gosh. And he was fine. But anyways, he's severely allergic to bee stings and he uses all of our products without any problem. Okay. Is there anyone who like these would not be safe for? Um, I mean, so some of our products, we have our propolis that's for kids, uh, our propolis and our kids propolis is for ages two and up. You don't want to give, you never want to give a newborn raw honey just because their immune system isn't fully developed and there's a risk of botulism. Um, for mothers, you can totally take honey and use honey and use these products um, during pregnancy. Botulism is destroyed in the gut before it would hit the baby. So if you're pregnant, you can still use these things. Um, same with if you're breastfeeding, another thing to kind of be careful of. And this one's interesting. And I say this and then like I have a million people who reach out to me saying that it helps their pregnancy. So I don't totally know. I've never been pregnant, but I tell people to stay away from royal jelly during pregnancy just because it has the hormone stabilizing effects. And, you know, when you're pregnant, you don't want something that's going to be working to balance your hormones. You kind of just want them to move in the way that your body is moving them. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Okay. So can you just like, you kind of mention it as we were going, but like break down, like what's your daily be routine (laughs) (laughs) so propolis i spray all day every day um i have it in my purse my glove compartment my gym bag um i usually do i want to say five sprays a day like i tell people to do three to five just for general health maintenance for antioxidant supports for their gut um and it's really whenever you want i like to take propolis if I've had a big meal or just like eaten at a restaurant or eaten somewhere where I don't usually eat, I always follow that up with some propolis sprays just because it's really high in enzymes and it is great for digestion. So propolis for me, it's like five sprays a day. If I'm feeling sick or run down or the sort of early signs of a sore throat, I double dose that. Um, then I do be powered. I do a teaspoon of it first thing in the morning. So I love that because, and I do, I do low sugar by the way. So, you know, a teaspoon of be powered because it has the pollen, propolis, and royal jelly. Um, it has more fiber to it. So, you know, it's not the same spike as just having plain honey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also you have to remember honey is very different than sugar. It has a different glycemic index. It's taken in by the body in a different way. It's much more enzymatic. So it, it is, you know, I don't put honey and sugar in the same category, but I still do watch my honey intake. But I do a teaspoon of bee powered every morning. And I do that one because it helps to boost energy levels. But two, because when you combine bee products, they actually have incredible synergistic effects. So the combination of royal jelly and raw honey um, actually give you bifido, a source of bifidobacteria, which is one of the best probiotics for your digestive tract. So I get kind of like my natural probiotics in there. Propolis is a prebiotic, so that's in the mix. Um, a good energy boost of pollen, honey, everything. And so I do a teaspoon of that empty stomach first thing in the morning, usually before a workout. And then for me, I do my Elixir shot in the afternoon, usually with slash after lunch um, or with kind of a tonic I've made or some omegas. Okay. That oh, is- and then, of course, I do a teaspoon of bee chill before bed. I do that every single night, okay. and I like to add a pinch of salt as well. Okay. Yeah, I do the bee chill too every night. <laughs> I love it. Um, the other thing, okay, do you ever use propolis on your face? all the time. I do a bee powered mask once a week. 
So that has been such a game changer for me for rosacea. Mm. Um, yeah. So be powered. I put it all over my face for like 15, 20 minutes once a week. And then I basically just like rub it off in circular motions. And it's nice because it's a light exfoliant because uh, the crystals from the honey. And then also you've got royal jelly, which helps to build collagen and has all the fatty acids. And then you've got propolis, which is amazing for blemishes, impurities, and then also inflammation. So any sort of redness, propolis is great to combat. And then bee pollen actually strengthens capillaries. So, and then honey as well, just itself is a humectant. So it helps to strengthen the moisture barrier. So I do that. And then I put propolis on pimples all the time. Um, my favorite thing in the world though, about propolis, about its topical use is how effective it is for burns. So sunburns, if you burn yourself in the kitchen, even like burning your tongue, drinking a hot beverage, I always spray propolis. I actually burned myself last night cooking. Um, and it, it should be like a really red bad burn, but it's not. I'm, I'm totally fine. I just put propolis on right after it happened. And then again, before I went to bed. Wow, I'm so glad you just said that because I've been looking at my arm is so burnt because I from cooking last night. Like I now I'm gonna go put propolis on it because I had no idea. Oh yeah, spray propolis all over it. Also, people use it a lot for eczema and psoriasis, and for that, and I do this as well. Um, I'll spray propolis into like coconut oil or whatever sort of carrier oil I want, and I use that as like a body moisturizer. Interesting. Okay, this is all so, so good to know. Um, okay, I want to just wrap up with a couple business things. So I read that everyone in senior management at BKN is a beekeeper. Yeah, so I mean, we're a, we're a 17 person team. So when I say that I'm talking about myself and my COO. Um, as the team has grown, we have, you know, not everyone has a beekeeping background, but we get everyone out there and we, we get everyone to see the hives. Um, and then everyone has their own sort of commitment to health or sustainability. But my COO, before he joined the company, he was an M&A lawyer. I made him learn how to beekeep <laughs> because that was really important to me in the early, especially in the early days. It's we're, we're so connected to the bees. And one, it really affects us from a product quality standpoint because we hold ourselves to a different standard. But two, I'm really passionate about this cause. If we lose the bees, we are going to completely lose our food supply and completely destroy the ecosystem. And um, I think it's our responsibility as a company that works with bees and makes bee products to both educate about that, but also understand it in a fundamental way. Yeah, I'm just like, why do more people not talk about how important the bees are? I'm just still confused on this. I mean, I mean, I am too. It's, it's the simple, the thing is like, people don't talk about it enough, but if you do a quick Google search, it's like the most obvious thing in the world. And I think, I think a big reason people don't talk about it as much is because the pesticide industry is, you know, a very, very large lucrative industry. Um, and what they're doing is really harming our bees and our environment and they're incentivized to continue doing what they're doing to make money. Um, so, you know, conversations aren't really held the way that they should be, but I really like if, if there's one takeaway from people who listen to this, it's start learning about what's happening with the bees, um, reduce pesticide use. Even people don't realize like even their front lawns, they're using these different products that are full of pesticides and yeah, it's terrible for the bees, but it's also really bad for you. Like your pets, if you have kids that play on the lawn, you're getting exposed to all kinds of chemicals. Yeah, I think it's just hard for people to see, like, the long-term effects. You know, I think oftentimes people have autoimmune diseases. If we're more 
sensitive to stressors in our environment, we notice it. But a lot of people, just their day-to-day, like, oh, I don't really care if those chemicals, I don't notice. And then it's not until years later when they're, you know, dealing with it that they start to care. So I think it's about kind of motivating people to take preventative measures and educating them on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am curious, you know, like you made a pretty drastic career shift. Um, and what, what do you think, like, how do you think working at Goldman before helped you in this business? Um, I mean, it definitely helped me. I feel pretty comfortable with all the financial areas of the business. You know, you don't, you certainly don't need that to be a CEO. You don't need to be able to do all the CFO stuff to be a CEO. Um, and then the other thing I just want to let people know is that all this stuff is learnable. So I definitely had an advantage when it comes to fundraising and a few key areas of the business, but it, it really, more than anything, my experience at Goldman prepped my work ethic. It, it primed me to be at a startup because at a startup you're working, you know, often really crazy hours and, um, it's, it's just a lot and you really love it. I, I mean, I hope if you're at a startup, you really love it because otherwise that would just be brutal. Um, typically people who are at startups working those kind of crazy hours are really passionate about what they're doing and know that it can have a lot of impact. And so that makes it all worth it. But, um, more than anything, my experience at Goldman really did prime my work ethic and all of the other stuff. Like I had no, yes, I had a finance background and yes, that helped in certain conversations, but I had no idea how to run a company. I had no idea, um, you know, how to build up an operations team or just like the logistics or even just things like co-packing and the realities of, of having a CPG line. Um, I didn't know any of that stuff. And I used books, I used podcasts, I used the internet, and I guessed a lot of different things. And when things messed up, um, I didn't let it get me down. And I just kind of recalibrated and kept going pretty quickly. So, you know, I really, I really believe anyone from any background is well suited to start a business. And it's much more about how much you love that idea that you have and, and how hard you're willing to work. Yeah, definitely. I'm curious what what do you feel like was the biggest challenge for you in building this company? Oh man, that's a good one because I constantly am challenged. Um I think um yeah, that's really hard. I mean, the most important thing I think at this stage is building up the team and having sort of the right people on board because everyone has so much impact because it is such a small team. Mm-hmm. So that's something I didn't really realize at the start. And I'm really fortunate. We have an incredible team. Um, everyone on our team is just really important and gives it 110%. But these different people can really kind of make or break the different departments that they're working in. So you have to really pay attention to hiring, really understand the different roles and what's needed and what kind of personalities do well there. Um, and then also, you know, properly incentivize people. You're, if it's your company, you're going to have a crazy work ethic because it's your baby. You have to make sure that other people understand what you're doing and sort of the broader picture so that they kind of can tackle it the way you do. Yeah, definitely. When, well, I know that you said, um, some people were telling you it wasn't smart to quit your job at Goldman and do this, but do you feel like overall you had support in terms of the products? Um, yes and no. So 
I was having great, I mean, I was selling products in a really limited way. I mean, I was standing at like pop-up shops and farmer's markets. And when that was happening, you know, it's always a hard sell because people were like, okay, who is this girl with this like weird propolis stuff? I've never even heard of it. But once people tried it, they were pretty hooked because the reality is it works. And that's not me. That's like this type of product. Mm -hmm. Um, So once people tried it, it was really easy to kind of sell them other products. They were really open to it and they were really willing to purchase again. But generally speaking, people, you know, when you say you have a bee product company and you say the word propolis, people have no idea what you're talking about. So at the time that I left Goldman, I I really was not supported in doing that. And I had to just draw on myself for support. And it was, it was really challenging. I had to really build up my confidence as well, because I had tied so much of my worth to this job. And I had a job that on paper looked successful. Um, and I was kind of deriving my self-worth from that and using that to hold myself up. And when I let go of that, I had none of that. I had nothing to hold up and show people, hey, I'm smart. Um, in fact, I had a career that most people thought was crazy. I mean, even now, and the company is much more well-known now, so this doesn't happen as much, but you know, I'll go to a dinner party and people will ask me what I do. And I'll say I'm a beekeeper or I have a bee product company and they're kind of confused. Mm-hmm. So I think starting the company without social support was a really wonderful thing because I was forced to get really comfortable drawing on myself for the support I need and believing in myself despite other people's opinions. And as an entrepreneur, you're going to be told no a lot. There's a lot of doubters and you have to be able to kind of root into yourself and know that what you're doing matters. Yeah, I think that's a dilemma a lot of people nowadays are facing more and more like, you know, we've been raised to think we need to have this traditional job and something that feels secure and people know about and understand. But more and more people, they want to be entrepreneurs, so they're passionate about something, they want to start a company, but they're just afraid of it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's about finding that confidence. And like, I know you said you drew in to yourself, but like, what else did you do to kind of push through those fears? I did a lot and I still do a lot. Um, you're constantly not met with doubt and challenge as an entrepreneur at, I think at almost any level, you're, the, the challenges just change. And so I did a lot of, a lot of like mantra work. Um, meditation is a big one. I do gratitude journaling. That's actually kind of been a game changer for me. So every single day I start my day writing a few things I'm grateful for and, and my day like that as well. Um, at a startup, you're putting out fires 24 seven and things can seem really hard. And sometimes you go to bed and I've gotten better at going to bed. I used to like stay up all night stressed about stuff, but now I'll sometimes go to bed and things will feel unfinished or, you know, I'll know that I have a lot that I'm going to wake up to or, um, going to bed still kind of deep in the struggle with a problem. And so if you can just take a step back and refocus on the things you're grateful for and what's gone right, that's, everything and yeah like everything's gonna go wrong if you start a business Mm -hmm. and that's okay it's the most important skill to cultivate um as a business owner I think is the ability is resilience really it's the ability to kind of come back when things fuck up um and just kind of resurface when you get knocked down 100 percent well sort of kind of related to that I want to wrap up by asking I mean I know you obviously big believer in the B in the B products and those have changed your health, but in terms of your overall health philosophy, and if you could give people one 
piece of their lives or one thing to focus on besides incorporating bee products that could improve their overall health, what would you say to focus on? Hmm, one thing. I mean, something that I really didn't focus on and I'm kind of relearning about right now um, is sleep. I know that's sort of an obvious one, but it is so important. And I skipped out on sleep for most of my life. I'm just learning how to like sleep longer than six hours. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really, really big one. And then the other thing too is for me and for a lot of people, I mean, your, your body changes and it is really important to eat clean food. And I'm a big believer in to the extent you can as well, eating pesticide free because supporting pesticide free industry feeds back to the bees and the environment at large. But I'm, it's more, it's more mental health. Like everything really comes from there and it's more, much more about feeling good about yourself and accepting yourself. Um, so if you can kind of refocus, if you are struggling and just focus on your individual worth, because we are all really worthy and there are, you know, unique things about each of us. And we're also all really capable of growth and change. So, um, focusing on the positive aspects of yourself and, and why you're special and unique, I think is the number one health tip that I can give. Amazing. I think a lot of people need to hear that. So thank you. Uh, I have had so much fun chatting with you. Thank you for sharing all of your knowledge. I don't know how you keep all that in your brain. I'm severely impressed. Um, you look there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That has to be it. I gotta go. I gotta go take some right now. Um, <laughs> let everyone know where they can find more from you if they want to connect with you. Yeah, so you can find all of our products at beekeepersnaturals.com. We also have an epic blog. Um, you know, if you want to learn more about the bees, about the science behind our bee products, um, and then just general health and wellness or general environmental issues, our blog is awesome. Uh, you can also purchase our product on Amazon, um, and then we're on all the socials. So our Instagram is beekeepers underscore naturals. We actually are doing this really cool um, cleanse program right now. So that's available through our site. But uh, yeah, everything on beekeepersnaturals.com and check out our Instagram, beekeepers underscore naturals. Perfect. Thank you so much, Carly. I had so much fun chatting with you. Thank you. Thank you again so much to Carly for coming on the podcast and sharing all of her knowledge about the power of bee products and how important it is to protect the bee population. We need them. If you want to try out some products from Beekeepers Naturals, just go to beekeepersnaturals.com slash CRW and you can use my discount code CRW for 15% off of those. All information about BKN will be found at beekeepersnaturals.com and you can also find more from Carly at stein.carly on Instagram. Thanks again so much for tuning in again this week. I hope you enjoyed it and learned a lot. You're probably going to go double up your dose on propolis like I did after that one. Let me know what you thought about the episode. You can do that by sharing on social media, tagging me. Also join our Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. And don't forget, if you haven't purchased your retreat tickets yet, just go to bit.ly slash wellnessrealness2019 and you can learn all information there and grab your ticket. That's going to be it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Have an awesome day and I'll chat with you again next time. Bye.